I swear, I drank some hot chocolate, took a nap, and now the holidays are almost over again. Okay, that's not exactly true. Mom and Dad also stopped by for a day. They couldn't come for Easter Sunday because they already have a thing planned with some friends of theirs. They would have rescheduled for their daughters, but, well... Audrey mailed them that she might not make it, and it would have been a long way to come on Easter Sunday just to end up disappointed. So they came on Tuesday. I made very specific arrangements for that day. The first thing I had to do was make sure Gordon couldn't be there. I did that by combining it with step one in my plan to get Gordon locked away. Operation Proof. Step one ironically includes the destruction of evidence. I spent the weekend with Gordon practicing being absolutely cold and unfeeling in order to stand his... his insanity. He doesn't pull any punches anymore, both literally and figuratively. The thing we do is spar, seeing as we met in Krav Magar class, and now that is the only time spent with Gordon that I still enjoy, because it includes punching him, or wrenching myself out of his grip, and then punching him. And while he used to be kind of gentle at first, he's cranked up his training mode to hardcore ever since, you know, I've had to stab one of his many enemies. He's preparing me for the life of crime, that's what he thinks. But the secret knowledge that he's actually just teaching me how to beat him is what lets me sleep at night after spending time with him. The bad side of his new enthusiasm for the long levity of our relationship, however, is that he no longer hides any parts of him. Not the criminal, not the murderous. I... I don't want to go into detail, but it makes it easier too, in a way, as a reminder of why I'm doing this. So back to Operation Proof. Step 1, removing the evidence that I ever knew about and kind of worked with him as a criminal. I convinced him to let me go through gun training again, and made sure to get a hold of each weapon of his that I know I touched, wiping it off before putting it back. Boom. I'm not exactly in the clear now, but it's progress. Step two will be creating evidence, but I'm still working on that. For now, I needed him away or busy for the time my parents were coming, so I got him a ticket to a weapons exhibition and pretended that it was very important to me that he liked this gift I made him. Of course, Mr. Gordon I don't know squat about women Matthews totally fell for it and went, so one out of two interactions with Gordon went my way. I'll take that. The other conversation that didn't go so well... I'll get to that in a moment. The next step in preparing my Liverpool for my parents' arrival was making sure Martin wouldn't accidentally do anything conspicuous, not knowing that my parents were here. So I went to Martin, told him my parents would be over for a day, and he said, okay and spent the whole day working in his room. I wish everything could be as easy as that. The last step was desperately trying to find and or get Audrey to come meet our parents after all. Because, don't get me wrong, our parents raised us to be independent, they didn't expect us to call often, they only tried to do so at first after I stopped broadcasting because they felt I wanted them to know what was going on, which I, I still do in theory, but real life is more complicated than that. So, they're chill with little contact, but Audrey has not just been out of contact. She's been off the radar, and Mom and Dad noticed that. They told me they felt they'd done something wrong, which wasn't true at all. So, I spammed Audrey and her friend Sam, but all I got back was a I'm sorry, but I can't make it. Tell Mom and Dad I love them, and it's not their fault. With an apologetic emoji. Which is what I ended up doing, but this still sucks. I even considered asking Martin to help me track her down. I wouldn't have had to mention she's Stargirl, just that she hasn't been around for way too long. And even if he had found out, I know he wouldn't have told. I trust him. 
I know he doesn't actually hate heroes or anything else. He's in it for, well, different reasons. Private reasons that I had no business snooping around in and feel bad for now. I'm going to get him something sweet for Easter. He likes peanut butter chocolate, I think. But yeah, I did not end up enlisting his help because I figured he already had a lot to do for himself. And as long as Audrey still graced me with a two-sentence text every other day, I won't bring in any extreme measures. Yet. The day with my parents was great, except for Audrey's absence, as well as a very welcome change from my usual daytime routine. Eat breakfast, freak out about Audrey, go to college, freak out about Gordon, pretend to be someone I'm not, high-five Martin, go to bed, have a nightmare, repeat. Instead, I got to hang out with my folks, go to a restaurant, and talk about how studying is going, and listen to epic teacher stories from back home. It's only been a few days, but that memory already seems so far away. Anything before this being stuck in a triangle of hero-criminal-genius stuff seems far away. How was life before this? It can't have been worse, but I don't think it was that much better either. Here, I have Martin, and science, some of which is growing on me, and the heroes, that's still exciting. Speaking of which... In Liverpool, heroes rule, Stargirl makes the fanboys drool, listen up, don't be a fool, listen to the superhero news. In this week's desperate attempts to capture an immortal maniac, Innie is putting more resources into finding out how Minimizer keeps blocking out his tracker signal. Which is apparently a thing that's been going on, and they've managed to keep a secret. I mean, it makes sense. How else could they not have already caught the guy with the tracking chip in his spine? But ever since yesterday, tech support is officially on the case of figuring it out. It makes me wonder what tech support has been busy with so far. And what Stargirl is still busy with. You'd think an organization priding themselves on being super open and honest would let the public know, right? Ugh, I'm fed up with them a bit, but who else is going to do their job? That's something Reaper hasn't thought of yet. If he hates any so much, what's the alternative? Whatever he's thinking, he's been hiding out and planning for the past few days. Or, actually, maybe he's having holidays as well, just like he did around Christmas. This raises the question... Is Reaper, the Reaper, religious? Huh. Weird thought. So where was I? Hero news. To be honest, that's all I've got. I wasn't great yesterday. Thursday's the day I had the other conversation with Gordon. I was in a good mood because I'd seen my parents, and Wednesday had been chill as well because Gordon had something to do that didn't involve me. Sadly, this led to Gordon really wanting to involve me on Thursday. He wanted to go looking for the guy I had to stab together, so he called. Ugh. You won't believe how much of a pain it is to explain to someone who can't quite comprehend human emotion why actively looking for the guy who attacked you and you subsequently had to injure with a pocket knife might not be the first thing you'd want to do. And how you're still tired... And how you're still terrified of that guy, no matter if your criminal boyfriend is there with you or not. Frustrated as I was, I just ended up yelling that I already had other stuff going on, to which he, somewhat unbelieving, retorted, Like what? Anyway, I blurted something about my roommate having this problem or something along those lines and hung up. He hasn't called since, so I don't know if that's good or not. But I'm sure I can get back on his good side if I play some of my fake criminal charm. Tomorrow, though. I really don't feel like seeing him today. 
Or tomorrow either, really. I've been having some nice, if short, holidays here. You'd think I'd be allowed to enjoy them. Which I have, in big parts. I've caught up on my favorite TV shows, started some other TV shows, finished a new season of one of them, played a little bit of guitar. I'm getting somewhere there, if slowly. It's almost like things are getting back to normal. Whatever normal even means. I guess for me it's an unstable relationship, a weird roommate, and... Well, Audrey's not back yet, but besides that, this might be my normal. Without the criminal outings and the being attacked and the constant worry for me and my sister's safety, that's the normal I want to get back to. And sure, it might not be perfect, but it's my normal. And though I complain, I, I do kind of like it. Oh, and I looked more into the science in Innie, you know, my extracurricular project. That superpowers are connected to genes has been clear, but I think I figured out what in the genes need to be different in order to react to the serum in a way that makes it possible to keep the powers. Sadly, Innie doesn't have the gene sequence of a human who can't have superpowers in their research. They seem to have just kind of left that part out, but I think depending on if I keep working with Martin, I can get him to take... Right. Audrey? Hi, um, sorry, I... Oh, where the hell have you been? I told you, I was really busy. We had this crazy breakthrough in our research, and then someone messed with the measurements, and we had to do this whole cleanup and re-evaluation, and I really couldn't get away. There was just so much. Do you really want me to believe that? Because I don't. I was worried, Audrey. I was convinced something bad had happened for a while. And then I thought it was me. You were avoiding me. That's not it, Em, I swear. It was just crazy this past week. I wish I could tell you. Look, I see that there's something going on. I'm not stupid, eh? And you don't have to tell me, but I worry. I'll worry no matter what, but as long as you come back, I... Hold on. What are you doing? Wait just a sec, I'm just turning off my... Thank you for listening in so far. You can support the second season of NL by rating it on iTunes or other servers you might find it on. If you're feeling particularly generous, you can write a review on iTunes to make it easier for others to find, as well as tell all your friends about it, who, if they like it, can tell all their friends and so on. Spread it like a fatal disease. In this season finale, you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Emilia Travis and the voice of Clara Panizano as Audrey Travis. If you want to know how Emilia's story continues, meet even more characters and hear their voices, just listen back in next Friday when the second season, Secrets, will begin. And as always, remember, behind every mask is just the start of something new.